It's time to unpack 2023 Disney World style. This is episode 99 of the Off the Monorails podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. This is the Off the Monorails podcast. My name is Jordan. Joined today, as always, by my two fellow co-hosts, Justin and Ryan. Fellas, how are you doing today? Season's greetings, Jordan. Season greetings, brother. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's, it's really snuck up on us. Can you Even believe this? We talk about it every episode with the buildup. I mean, since November and since, yeah. you know, since Thanksgiving wrapped up. But yep. It's it's literally here. I mean, at yeah. the time of recording, our family Christmas party is this weekend with Christmas being just a couple of days after that. I I have no words for how fast this last half of this year has gone by. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we kind of talked about it a few episodes back. It was like we talked about, you know, it's you get to that time of year. It's like, all right, I got to get ready for for Thanksgiving. Right. Like you got to get ready for Halloween. And then Thanksgiving is right around the corner. And then you scramble to do that. And then now it's you know, end of the school year or, you know, end of the, the semester of school and, you know, all the holiday parties and all the things leading up to Christmas. And it's just mm-hmm. all the scramble, right. Of the last bit of the, the year, stress, the scramble, we're, we're financial decisions. We're here. Yeah. We're here. Santa Claus, <laughs> Santa Claus, all that stuff, man. It all adds up every piece of the pie. Yeah. I mean, we, we talked about that, that self-induced pressure and stress that you put on yourself through the holidays, especially if hosting something. Oh yeah. So it just, it it just puts you in like a blur, like tunnel vision and Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, us overthinkers, we, we, we sympathize with each other. Yes. Yes. But we get through it together too. So yes, we do. Special shout out. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas to Everyone out there, hope you are getting to spend some time with family and friends and uh, all of your loved ones. Uh, it's I'm simply reminded, guys. Uh, again, uh, don't want to be too, uh, you know, I don't know what the word is for it, but uh, too oh, serious. But I'm reminded daily, and you know how we get these little reminders in our lives that. You know, just take a take an extra second, take an extra minute, take an extra day to uh, to spend with your family and to count your blessings. And because you never know, you never know when you your last chance may be to to say yeah. someone day to tell someone you love them. So I think it's a you know it's a hard time of year for a lot of people uh, in in some regards. And uh, and it's you know I, I want it to be you know the best time for people. Uh, so. I will be uh, I will be celebrating and uh, and loving every minute of it with my family. So I hope everyone out yeah. there gets to do the same. Yeah, definitely going to soak in some time with family this weekend, especially with us being in all in the phase of kids in elementary and middle school and just mm-hmm. the hustle and bustle of life. We don't get together as a whole as often. I mean, us three, we do use this as an outlet to be together. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but even face to face, we still struggle sometimes to get schedules to align. So this weekend, mm-hmm. I will definitely soak up every minute of us being able to fellowship together, and yeah, live in the moment and and take it for what it is, and and 
get every last drop you can out of it. Yeah, and that comes back to why we do what we do, right? And why a big reason why we go to Disney all, all, a lot, right? Is that it's that escape. It's the to be in that moment with your family and yep. be in a magical environment. Yep, it's it's the equivalent of getting in the middle of Main Street USA in that first view of the castle. You just kind of stop and, and take a breath and you smell the popcorn and you smell mm-hmm. Starbucks and you smell Casey's and just all the all the things that, that entail that same sense of magic and just nothing else exists outside that moment. It, it can relate to so many other things in life. Yeah, I, I'll tell you, our most recent trip, uh, just a couple of weeks back to back to Disney World, and we had... We had gone to Magic Kingdom uh, that Sunday morning before we before we came back home, and it was one of those where I wasn't sure if we were going to go to Magic Kingdom or not because it can be right every time you go to the park, especially with the kids in tow, it's hectic, right? Like even if it's not a busy oh, day yeah. at the park or a busier day at the park, there's still a little bit of hecticness that goes with it, right? Yeah. And I I went in with the mindset that. Hey, if we don't get to do anything except casually stroll in, see the giant tree at the end of Main Street, and just enjoy the ambience that is the Magic Kingdom during Christmas, then that's good enough for me. Yeah, I don't want to be. Else is a bonus. <laughs> yeah, let let all the other families rush around and try to get to every ride. You know, make their all these different reservations. I just want to. I just want to walk in and take it all in right yep Yep. so there's something magical to be said about being able to do that yeah being able to to be a returning pass holder guest Mm -hmm. it allows you to have those types of days where you know those rides are going to be waiting for you the next time you come yep and it it allows you to you know what we're just going to take a stroll and take the vibe in get a snack Mm -hmm. walk Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. sometimes it's all you need well it's kind of you know we got to you know, we were kind of walking around and like, oh, uh, I think it was my mom. We were kind of walking through Adventureland and because uh, our goal was to go. I, I was like, man, I'd really like to go on the Jingle Cruise because it's only here for like a month, basically, or so uh, every year. So oh, I'd like to go on the Jingle Cruise if, if we can. The line was incredibly long. But on our way there, my mom's like, I've never been up in the treehouse. Like, how have you... The many times that we've come to Disney World, whether it was as kids, you know, growing up or or now, and you've never been in the treehouse, well, you better damn straight we went to that treehouse. You know, like it was it was that. And then it was like, all right, well, now let's go to the let's go to the tiki room. Let's go and just enjoy the tiki room, right? Uh and then let's go back and uh, enjoy a an orange and cream dole whip mm-hmm. from Sunshine Terrace. You just sit right there on those little you know, little rock benches over there in that area and just enjoy it. Just enjoy time. So yeah, it's, uh, it's great. Those little moments like that are, are what makes it. So absolutely. Yeah, that's what you like to say. Make time for that. Yeah. Well, before we banter too much, I'll go ahead because we're, we're pretty <laughs> bad about this, but this is our <laughs> sponsored segment by our friends at expeditionroasters.com. And we like to refer to it as our coffee break. And this is where, we do this. We banter and we talk some Disney news and everything else in between just to kind of get the conversation going and get the blood flowing. So as always, expeditionroasters.com. You'll see their affiliate link in our episode description. 
They've got a bunch of holiday roasts out right now. The jolliest bunch of assholes. So eggnog roast, it's great. Um, speaking of which, I just made myself an espresso with the Prospector Cinnamon Churro Ooh. roast Ooh. right before we started this recording, and it is slapping. Mm. And actually, before the guys, uh, we all got in here to start recording, I placed another order because we are on our last bag. So I have four new bags on the way. And yes, I used off the monorails at checkout to save myself 10%. Look at that. So make sure you do that as well when you visit our friends at expeditionroasters.com. It's one of those that I look forward to when it's coming in the mail. Like, oh, I love opening that box and seeing the new, all the new roast. It's a gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. yeah. So did you... Did you guys see the news today about the Illinois family that accidentally bought $10,000 worth of Disney gift cards? Uh, but they were for Disney no. Plus. <laughs> but they were, well, they did them trying to prepare for a vacation, to pay for a vacation. Yeah. But they were actually, they purchased $10,000 worth of Disney Plus subscriptions. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, so. This is a very common thing. It's a, it's actually a very good strategy if you use like Costco, Sam's, Target. A lot of times these stores will discount their gift cards, right? By 5, 10% and you can save a little money compared to the cash rate mm-hmm. to, you know, pay for your Disney trip, right? Because you can apply the gift cards to tickets, hotel stays, what have you. So it's a great strategy, and what I can only imagine is that they they thought they were purchasing Disney gift cards, and instead they purchased Disney Plus. Okay, I can see gift card. where that. Yeah, yeah, but but even oh, then, yeah. like it's 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 different designs. But, but I guess if you're not paying that close attention, well, they they what they they didn't buy them all at one time. They kind of bought them in a series, just you know saving up, and they mm-hmm. um they just kept buying them and buying them. But then they it came time for them to book their vacation. And they scratched all the numbers off the back of the cards to go ahead and put in the redemption codes for their, you know, to pay for their vacation. Well, when they realized what happened, the cards were ineligible for return. Right. They're scratched. They're scratched off. Um, It went viral on TikTok over the past 24 hours. I mean, that's where I seen it first. And I mean, I had to laugh. Wow. Uh, But eventually it got enough steam that Disney actually reached out to this family and they, I mean, it's ten thousand dollars. I mean, did, if Disney didn't make that right, that would be a bad optics. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, they yeah. Disney reached out and they put the the money in a vacation, you know, reservation gift card instead of uh, a streaming service gift card. Wow! But man, what a goof! What a goof! So, keeping along with Disney Plus, I want to also bring up the beta testing that's going on with Disney Plus and Hulu merging into one app within Disney Plus. And yeah. from what I'm hearing, uh, a lot of great things are going on with that. Yeah, I mean, put it all together, it makes it makes sense, right? Um, yeah. I mean, I've as a subscriber, right? I've seen it. Uh, you know, uh, I haven't I haven't used it yet, but. Uh, you know, hopefully they get good feedback and continue to improve the UX and yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. So I think they just need to keep adding to the catalog, right. And, and make it, make it worth people's money. Cause I mean, they just keep on uh, stoking that price. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you consider ESPN being its own standalone thing that is, uh, you know, since it's under the Disney umbrella or do you think 
they would rope that into this as well. So everyone that is subscribed to that has just a one app solution. Yeah, it's in there. Yeah. So if you're in the Hulu oh, so, section, uh, if yeah. you go to sports, it has your ESPN plus uh, stuff there. There you go. Yeah. So it's so pretty uh, all in one app solution. Yeah. As long as they don't mess with the pricing, it might it might not make the price hike so bad with that that everything bundled in together. Right. Now. We'll we'll see though. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they just they just bumped it up, right? Uh, yeah. What was it, October? Effective October and November for a lot of customers. Um, I mean, I know mine my price increase for the for the bundle. So we'll uh, yeah. Hopefully, we don't see too many more price hikes. Uh, hopefully yeah. they can kind of get that figured out f- through advertisers or what have you. But yeah, please no more. Please no more yeah, price hikes. We, as of right now, we get ours through Verizon, which is our oh, phone yeah. service carrier. Uh, but only time will tell if that still remains a free option until it becomes an a la carte thing that you add to your monthly bill. So we'll see. So another thing I have came across this week, uh, I'm sure you boys have probably seen it across your timelines as well. Wait times at Disney. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. I yeah. Saw that My too. Lord. Yeah. It has been all across social media, boys. What are your thoughts? Uh, I mean, are you surprised. No. I mean, it's, it's just <laughs> tell us all this time, Ulysses. Uh, it's facts. it's uh, the week leading up to Christmas, and pass holders are blocked out. Most pass holders are blocked out. And uh, yeah, it's <laughs> it's the Kick busiest time of year. doing their thing. Yeah. So. I mean, our, our buddy Ryan at, you know, for the love of vlogging, for the love of theme parks. I mean, he, he has some video footage out there. It's like, man, the mass of crowds that's there at Magic Kingdom. Uh, it's ridiculous. But yeah, I don't want to be there right now. For no, that. no, thank no, you. no. But hey, you know, for those who who say, oh, you know, Disney's slowing down. Disney's not getting uh, not getting the traffic that they were. It's like, just look at that. Just just look at the. Yeah, that attendance right there. You yeah, know, that's typically guess. That's not even returning pass holders. So yeah, there's yeah. that. Yeah, that's that's your uh, the only pass holders in there are your are your highest uh, highest tier, and you're getting plenty of money from them for the year. So yeah, <laughs> yeah did you uh, see the video of the people booing the lightning lane in one of the ride queues? No. Okay, Whoa. so I, I've been on a whole tangent today with TikTok. Yeah. So I believe that's an easy hole to go down. Line. Yeah, it was in the ride queue for Rise to Resistance, I believe. And um, I may be wrong. I'm trying to think, but I'm pretty sure it was at Hollywood Studios. But the wait time got so bad that the the standby line was booing the lightning lane. I mean, people are going to people, but hate are going to hate. They they had the option too, you know, like. Yep, exactly. I mean, if you don't want to wait, it's the busiest time of year. And if you don't yeah. want to wait or worry about lightning lane, then pay for it. Pay for that attraction or else just sit back. And I mean, Ryan, you experienced a little bit of this, right? Because uh, you were telling us the last time you were at Hollywood Studios with uh, with Toy Story Mania, right? Like where standby was getting basically like 10 people for for the lightning lane, like every 50. And yeah. guess what? They're going to take care of the people who are paying that extra money. It, yeah, it is what it is. I mean, that's it's just the world that we live in now at Disney, and it's no park is different. I mean, thing. I Everyone mean, is enabled to to get that uh, uh, exclusive uh, treatment, right? And it's not like it's just Disney. 
right? Universal right. does the same thing. And I don't hear outcry after outcry about, you know, Universal Express lines, you know, getting the treatment, preferred treatment over a standby line. It's just the world. It's the theme park world that we live in today. It, it's a pay to play type deal. I mean, yeah. it's it really is. Insert shrugging shoulder emoji here. Yeah. And I mean, like it or not, it's probably what's allowed Disney and all these other theme parks to keep on doing what they do. Think about how much Perhaps. money they've been, they've brought in Easy. with these new Easy. revenue streams and what that is actually providing to the company and to their capabilities. So, I mean, say what you want to say, but hell, we may not have some of the experiences available to us if they weren't tapping into these you know, relatively new revenue streams. Yep. So good point. Um, another thing, uh, there was an announcement for Hollywood Studios actually that the Voyage of the Little Mermaid is being reimagined yes. yep. to be current to today's Little Mermaid with the new release of the film earlier this year. So yeah. it's it's good to see. Actually, it's not. That. It's not uh, the new film. It's still on the animated classic. Really? I thought it was being reimagined yep. to be a little more current. Nope. Uh, Disney Food Blog uh, shared a little bit more in-depth on it, and it's still on the original animated classic, but it's reimagined. I'm wondering, are they going to do like a Finding Nemo-style show? Something like that? That's kind of what I'm thinking. Um, I would, I would, I mean... As we've mentioned, right, that whole area still needs to, this doesn't solve the problem of no, that area yeah, of this area needs of a Hollywood studios. Yeah, <laughs> it needs something else. Right. It, I mean, this engineer is good for the kids over there, but I mean, it's just it feels like a wasteland. And I don't with this show coming around, I don't think it's going to have that much of an impact to the park. No. You know, I don't they see, really need to move Star Wars out of that area. Yeah, like just completely take it out of that spot and give it to yeah. Disney Junior and all the kids well, shows there. Why do we have to? Why do we need another Little Mermaid attraction? Like, does that yeah. does that does that film resonate with people still today? Like that much? Like, is that the IP that we really need there? Arguable. No. It's arguable. I mean, like, I would have preferred it to be modeled after the live action, right? Like, at least you could, you know, bring it to right. something more applicable to today if they're going to go the route of something old then give me some like give me some nostalgia right like give me give me the roger rabbit ride from california right like give me some true hollywood studios vibes like that's what i would i would actually love to see that area turn into old school mgm studios even it be an animation exhibit or something like a you know animation it needs to be, demo or something and needs to go back they need to p- apply some of of the mgm roots to that park and i think that's they the need, perfect area to do it they need the mindset that epcot is getting right now yeah bring back what it was and what it was envisioned to be yeah yeah. But still keep it relevant, and there's yeah. enough nostalgia factor out there. Like we talked about a couple episodes ago, they've got a lot of this shit in a warehouse somewhere. Yeah. Somebody wants to look yeah. at it. We want to look at it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Do tap it. into your to your true fans, right? And you know, people will be clamoring for it. I would, right? So, right. Hopefully, uh, I don't know. I I I don't see this as a long term play altogether. No. I don't either, honestly. 
it sat dormant that long, I mean, who's to say they, they're not going to be having something quickly lined up to replace it? I just, you know, my opinion is like, why bother? Just, just leave it, leave it how it is right also now and point. just figure out your, your ultimate plan. Yeah. But when you do it, do it right. <laughs> correct. Correct. I, I just think they're trying to do this so they can, in the hopes of possibly displacing a little bit of a crowd, yeah. but you're only going to probably displace a couple hundred people at a time. It's not going to be anything crazy. Agreed. We, we definitely got up on our soapbox for this one. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's our show well, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's probably gonna be a lot of that today because what we're going to do uh, today is yeah. dive all the way back and cover everything that happened this year, 2023. Uh, you know, we're here at the end of the year and it's, it, I think it's a good time to reflect back on just everything that has happened. And I was going through the list guys and it's amazing to think that some of these things actually happened this year. It feels like it's yeah. been forever, it's been <laughs> but a big year. it's, it's been, it's been a little wild. Uh, we've seen a lot of things, a lot of new things come about. We've seen a lot of things go away. Uh, so, and plenty of controversy in between all of that, by the way. Oh yeah. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> um, so to kick it off, let's, let's start with something that technically started in, uh, in 2022. Uh, but we, we kind of, we got it, the treatment in 23 because, uh, the 50th anniversary came to a close at Walt Disney world resort. And that's the 100 year celebration of, of the Walt Disney company. Yep. Love it. You know, still there's, going right now until, yeah. you know, a couple more weeks, I'm sure. Yeah. And, you know, it's been it's been pretty good. I, f- I feel like, you know, I feel like Disneyland got more of a treatment for it, yeah. uh, to be fair. And I mean, it was it was his first park, right? It To be fair, that's, you know, it's kind of where it belonged. Uh, I, I just I was kind of hoping that they would give a little bit more than they did to, to Walt Disney World as a whole. Um, but we got to see some, some some fun things from it. Um, I loved all the the 100 statues, uh, Disney yes. 100 statues that they that they put out throughout the parks. Uh, it, you know the just the the theming and some of the specialty you know food items and I mean hell we saw food booths we saw food <laughs> booths at at yeah. Epcot festivals right. Um, you can actually still go uh, still go enjoy that for a couple more days uh, at the time of this uh, episode is releasing. Uh, there at Epcot for festival holidays, um, but yeah, we saw we saw a lot of things uh, from that. Not as again, not as many as Disneyland, but it's always nice uh, to to be able to celebrate uh, the genesis of of where this whole thing started, uh, which yeah. is yeah, it's really cool just to have that time of reflection uh, for for the company. Yeah, and to your to your note too that the 100 celebration at Walt Disney World in Orlando didn't quite get the fanfare, but we just closed out a very watered-down 50th anniversary celebration that lasted 18 months. Yeah. And that was a yeah. big proponent of why the 100 didn't get the fanfare and build-up that it deserved, in, in Florida yeah. at least. Yeah. I mean, frankly, I, I like the merch. Give me a little bit. Oh, yeah. Merch was good. Yeah, the merch was real good. You had a lot Arguably of... would be better than the 50th. Oh, yeah. Well, think about the all the collaborations, all the other mm-hmm. companies that you, you know, that were using the 100 license and uh, running with it and partnering with Disney for that. I mean, one of our favorites, Roosevelt's, right? They had a huge Disney yeah. 100 collection um, throughout the year 
That uh, stayed sold out. <laughs> correct. <laughs> it, man, you couldn't get enough of it. Uh, I know I got my fair share of it. Uh, so, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it was, it was some really cool merch. So, and you know, we, we love our, uh, our merch and our collectibles. So. Yep. Absolutely. Well, uh, another big thing that happened, I believe it was in January, but the, uh, the closure of Splash Mountain. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was like the day after or the day before my birthday. 23rd, Splash I think. Splash Mountain. Yeah, yeah. I think 23rd. Yeah. Uh, getting ready for a, a, you know, a new IP integration. It's well underway at this point. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but very, very big thing. Very big A-list ride that has not been, you know, operable in almost a year now. Yeah. Yeah. Had a lot of issues within the animatronic uh, scenes and, uh, Disney, I th- I think Disney did the right thing, you know, just give a complete refresh to it, bring it up to date, give it a new IP, and uh, bring and some rejuvenation very, to it. A deserving you know? IP for you know, right? And I, I'm not I'm not ashamed of it. I love Tiana. I love the story of the Princess and the Frog. So I'm very excited to see the transformation of the attraction number one and then number two. I'm looking forward to that food booth, man. That's coming up right next to that restaurant. Yes, sir. Yeah, I mean, it still leaves to that point, Justin. It still leaves a lot of questions for twenty four, right? Like, what else yeah. is what else is coming around the corner with with those changes? So, yeah, we saw you know Splash Mountain, which had been the uh, you know, I mean, it was it was one of those attractions that, I mean, even Disney uh, did this right where it was it turned into a premier attraction where that was on the bill of you know like if you were looking at advertisement for Magic Kingdom, I mean. Splash Mountain was up there when it came to attractions, right? Right. Uh, yeah. I think it premiered in '92, I believe, uh, at Magic Kingdom, and yeah, it was. I mean, it was a sought-after ride. I mean, they they it was one of those premier rides that they advertised quite heavily, uh, and yep. uh, you know, so it's it's one of those that um, you know the OG is is what it is, and hopefully it'll be for, you know remembered, and hopefully they'll put some. They give us a little bit of love, um, you know, pay some re- respect and regards to uh, to the ride on the new on the new version of it uh, when it comes to Tiana's Bayou Adventure. Uh, but yeah, a little bittersweet, sad to see things go uh, that you grow up on. But uh, always nice to get some new some newness in the parks and some new experiences. And definitely, again, yeah, to your point, around a, an IP that's uh, it's a pretty good one. Yeah, and on the flip side of that, you know. With us losing Splash Mountain, we gained something back that was gone for a oh, few yeah. years, actually. Yeah, the railroad is great. That's right. The big thing, a big people mover and not the yeah. actual people mover. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it was, it was really fun to, to go back on there for the first time uh, after it reopened and just kind of relive it all over again, you know? Yeah. Uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. Kids enjoyed it, they had never been on it uh till then so uh, it's um uh, yeah i love the railroad it's it, it harkens back to to disney's past right it's in it's in the roots of of disney uh so yes. it's it's one of those that you have to you have to experience as part of your your park going uh itinerary so definitely glad that uh that we got it back so i'm going to bring up something that is not disney park specific but is actually us specific oh okay so the top of 2023 our very first episode of the year episode 48 was sponsored by our friends at 
DVC rental store. Oh, yeah. Came on board for just that one-time episode, and uh, from that episode, we developed a really good relationship with them, and our relationship became established into a affiliation. Yeah. Uh, the very next month, I believe it was late February. February. Was it? Yeah, it was February. Yep. We, uh, we had a little powwow down there and was welcomed into the family with the umbrella of World of DVC and made a lot of connections, met a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, yeah just networking. And, and just watch the podcast grow. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, huge thanks goes out to all of our affiliates, but especially the team of our World DVC. I mean, hell, we've been a customer of theirs for many, many years. And we've talked about this almost every episode, right? That, you know, we've, we, we use them uh, ourselves for a long, long time just because we love, we love the service. We love the people that we, that we connected with. Um, and, but then to be able to, to partner with them and, uh, you know, help, help others, uh, which by the way, if you want to save on your next Disney trip, just go look in the episode uh, description. There's a link to DVC rental store. Uh, or DVC resale market. If you want to become a DVC member yourself, uh, they have plenty of other uh, programs, and they have vacation homes. Uh, they have so many things uh, to choose from uh, to enhance your Disney experience. Go, go check out those links and uh, save some money while you're at it. Uh, but yeah, it's man, the, it's the people. At the end of the day, it's the people, the people. Yeah. that we uh, that we got connected with there. And uh, yeah, it's it's changed it's changed a lot of things for us. And it's changed, um, you know, our, you know, our relationships, you know, with, with a lot of people, you know, and it was great. I got to, you know, I got to, you know, I think I mentioned this in our last episode, but I got to run into our good friend, Mandy at Magic Kingdom yep. uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, from World DVC. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's great. They're, they're great people. That was a great moment for us. It was a great time to network and to meet a lot of people. Ryan just mentioned it, but our good friend, uh, Ryan, uh, over at for love of theme parks and for love of vlogging, you know, we got to, got to meet him there for the first time. And then he joined us on, uh, episode 65, I believe, uh, we did a, we did episode with him and trying to just understand who he is a little bit and had some little, had some fun with some Disney history. Uh, but what a great episode that was, man. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll, we'll, we're going to try to line up, uh, some more some more disney history episodes with him uh, that's kind of it's kind of his his you know passion a little bit there so um try to look forward to that in the future but yeah man that's it was a great great time great event um and really like you said opened a lot of doors for us uh since then let's talk about uh let's talk about some new things that we got to uh that we got to experience finally at Walt Disney World this year uh let's talk about a little you may not may not have heard about this. It's a little project. Um, it was going on for about five years, roughly. Uh, <laughs> but we finally got to see it come to fruition at Magic Kingdom in Tomorrowland. And that's none other than Tron Light Cycle Run. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I know we got to experience it. Uh, Ryan, you got to experience it during Passport Previews. Um, yep, on March 11th. And, yeah. And then it opened up in, in April. Uh, the same weekend that another thing we'll talk we'll talk about the other thing in a minute uh, happened, uh, and you guys were were both there uh, during that time period. But man, what a finally for one thing finally. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I still don't know why it took so. I mean, pandemic happened in the middle of it, so there's a reason why it took so long. But good ride, decent ride. 
pretty pretty cool. The I think the atmosphere of the ride and the the what it does for the quote unquote skyline of Tomorrowland. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is probably the premier part of it for me. The I think the ride's okay. And Tomorrowland. But yeah, but that's... the but the what it has done from a from a just a an optic standpoint uh is especially at night. Crazy. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, uh, Ryan. Any any uh, thoughts you wanna you wanna bring up on your your first experience with it when it first opened? Yeah, um, and I know you guys had experienced Justin. I believe you did the the annual pass holder previews for Remy's Ratatouille Adventure uh, in a, a year or two previously, uh, but yes, that seemingly went off without a hitch whatsoever for us during the the previews for Tron. Uh, super fast queue. Uh, the ride was awesome. It just to me wasn't long enough, but I yeah, mean, we've 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 talked about this already. I'm not gonna, I'm not going to bash it. We're you know we're trying to be good vibes here today, but I mean it, <laughs> the additional presence in Tomorrowland was needed so bad, and it even to me it elevates the experience from Tomorrowland Speedway because you get to go right by it while you're driving the cars on the back yeah. side of the track. So yeah, it does so many things for for many aspects of that park and the park needed additional rides and it still does. Um, yeah, it, it just, it, we need more new stuff and I'm, you know, there's new stuff coming and talks of expansions. So, you know, hopefully we'll be covering some expansion projects being completed in the next couple of years in our, in our reviews. Yeah. You, you mentioned the, the speedway view from it. I mean, every time we get on the, in those cars and start riding around and, Kids can't get enough of Tron in the background, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's cool how it elevates an already existing ride, and it, you know, yeah. it's just a yeah. scenery thing. Yeah. Which well, goes to show you the importance of all the attractions are being around each other in that proximity. Exactly. So just, I can't wait till uh, we figure out what goes on uh, within the building that Stitch was in, and uh, we hope that also elevates the Tomorrowland uh, area to a, a new place and need something there yeah but uh speaking of that weekend jordan kind of yeah. brushed over lightly we are all about this particular light sh- uh fireworks show that came back and graced us with its return on april 3rd that is none other than happily ever after uh ryan and i were present with our families and our mom and many many other people (laughs) and thousands upon thousands of others anxiously awaiting happily ever after unfortunately our live stream was uh abysmal because (laughs) there was uh, all kinds of internet traffic yeah it was bad it wi-fi cellular it didn't matter it was just bogged but But, man what an experience it was incredible. Um, we laughed, we cried, we sang, we rejoiced. Uh, and even the build up to it was you could feel the tension build up in the moments, yeah. the minutes before yeah. the show. And that day alone, just leading up to it early that afternoon when we got there, uh, it was a great networking opportunity for us because yeah. <laughs> Ryan joined us at the Columbia Harbor House <laughs> yeah. for lunch. Yeah. And yeah, we had another conversation with him, and he met met our families, met my wife and kids, met our mom, met you know met Jacob, yeah, and we had a good moment with him. Just you know, 
you know, cameras off, microphones off, and just having a, a human-to-human conversation unscripted and just getting to know more yeah. of him. Yeah. And we met the Tim Tracker, the Lost Bros, here with the ears. We met them again, another couple that we met at the uh, World of DVC event. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was it was cool to see all kinds of different people. We met a family from Texas that we became yeah. Facebook friends with, you know, just in a random yeah. conversation, and they became listeners of the show. Um, so many beautiful things from that day that just as a whole, it culminated to one of my most favorite Disney days ever. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, you talk about the, the tension and the buildup. I, I mean, I was living vicariously through you guys that whole day leading up to it. And man, I felt it right. I was, I was like, I was anxious and, and ready to see everything unfold and seeing how the crowds just started to build up in, in the hub and just, just the 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 ambiance that was that was happening naturally and it's like damn if it ain't for just a for 30 minutes or an hour however you actually however long you want to time stamp it for the build up and then the actual show but the the togetherness that i could feel through a camera lens right um that it's like that that's what this is about that's what this is we're walking (laughs) we're walking into the hub of everything and we're looking to the left oh there's some happily ever after shirts look to the right oh they're wearing happily ever after shirts then you're looking behind you and in front of you everyone's wearing happily ever after something yeah on them and it's just like okay this is everyone knew these assignments coming (laughs) coming together right and just for the common purpose and we've talked about this a little bit too right but Man, what a what a moment in time. I'm yeah. super jealous that I was not able to be there in person for it because being able to feel what I felt through the other side of a camera lens, I can only imagine what it was like to be there for it in person. It was certainly palpable. I think it was a great time. I mentioned this at the time uh, when we talked about this, um, recapping that that trip for you guys. I think it was a great moment for the podcast. I think it was a great moment. You talked about the networking, Ryan, and... I think it was a great moment for us to, I mean, it was truly our first event yeah. to be live in action for. So I was thinking, I thought yeah. it was a great moment for the podcast. Very um, true. And I think just, it was one of the, one of the great moments, not just 2023, but of Walt Disney world history. I mean, yeah. if you look yeah, back, agreed. the response to it, yeah. Man, it has to be chills. one of <laughs> it has to be one of the best moments uh, to be. And to say that you were there for it uh, is truly truly special so yeah i i'm i'm glad you know justin don't worry about the streaming part the 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 insight and the the amount of information and the video that we did get i still felt all of what i just said right so right i think uh, there were some much better videos out there on youtube (laughs) of that night so by all means go and take those in but certainly like if you were there, any of our listeners, if you were there that night, you know exactly what me and Ryan are talking about when we said that the excitement is just that it was a whole new level, more than yeah. what we've ever experienced at Disney. And I wish I could bottle that up and share that with everybody, how that day just felt from the moment we woke up till we finally got back to our resort and laid our head down that night. Like that energy was 
was just once in a lifetime, and I wish I could could have captured that and just replayed it over and over and over again. It was just one of those kind of nights. Yeah, and to build on what Jordan said about the togetherness, it was it was one of the best things about that day. It was one of those all differences set aside type of deals. There's people there from all walks of life and different values and beliefs that were there for a common thing. And that to me was the most beautiful thing. And that to me is, is Disney esque is the bringing together of people for, for that common good and all differences set aside in a world full of division and hate right now. Uh, to have so. that many people there just singing and rejoicing together and, and complete strangers becoming friends. That's, that's what it's all about. Yep. Well, let's talk about something. I, I couldn't let this episode go without mentioning another event at magic kingdom that took us all by surprise, I think. And this was only a few months back, not to jump out of timeline too much, but there was a bear on the loose at magic kingdom. There was, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know how it happens, uh, but a bear found its way to uh, to Liberty Square, Adventureland. Uh, yeah, it was it was kind of in the uh, in the Tom Sawyer Island area, uh, Jungle Cruise area. But uh, yeah, very it's, fitting. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just out out trying to play a little bit. Well, he but, smelled uh, the pot roast at at Liberty Tree Tavern. I don't blame him. <laughs> yeah, Works I don't blame him. Yeah, <laughs> the gravy boat. It was the gravy boat that did it. That's it. <laughs> so, boys, remember when you uh, when Disney in 2022 had the brightest of ideas to have have their Disney Resort guests pay for parking. Remember that? Yeah. Well, Disney immediately changed their damn minds. Come 2023. And announced that they were gonna have it self, uh, or sorry, it's complimentary self parking. Yeah, uh, they announced that beginning January tenth. That was a great change of twenty twenty three. That was yeah. that was a fantastic change. Yeah, gone were the days of paying you know almost thirty dollars a night for your on top of Incredible. your reservation. Uh, Incredible. I'm surprised it actually happened to be to be completely honest. Uh, but I think what they what I think they just did was turn around and put that percentage back into the resort prices oh absolutely (laughs) because i haven't i haven't seen i mean the prices have just kept on creeping up you can still find these pop century is no longer 75 80 dollars a night right you know like used to be able to find you know those random nights at pop like you mentioned it was like just over 100 maybe you know yeah all stars you could could be sub 100 dollars. now you you're definitely not finding you're not you're not finding that anymore 160 a night yeah so, I mean, that's again, that's where our friends over at DVC Rental Store come into play now because you can still yep. go save up to 70% off the Disney rack rates. Uh, but yeah, I, you don't see those prices anymore. But I am glad that when I do stay at the resorts uh, through uh, through Disney's rack rates, which aren't isn't too often anymore, thanks to DVC Rental Store. But um, when I do, I'm glad I'm not paying parking on top of it. So. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about another another project that opened, but sadly closed. And this is a little bit of controversy surrounding the closure and why they decided ultimately do it. OTM, no way. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Galactic Star Cruiser. Oh boy, 
This, of course, is the Star Wars-themed hotel, this uh, Star Cruiser-themed, quote-unquote, cruise ship, if you will, uh, themed hotel uh, that was uh, an exclusive experience, a two-night experience, uh, that you got to enjoy some uh, some different things. Extremely immersive experience, uh, we'll say that. Um, but it closed. while it was submersed, it closes. Uh, yes, it closes doors uh, in September expensive. this year. <laughs> took its final voyage, uh, and yeah, uh, of course, uh, the three of us never got to experience it ourselves because the price tag attached to it was pretty hefty. Um, yeah, thoughts on uh, thoughts on the Halcyon, gentlemen. Hello and goodbye. I'm glad it's gone. <laughs> yeah, That's I, pretty I'm, much it. You know, I, I'm the biggest Star Wars nerd of the group, self-proclaimed, and even I just had no interest in paying that much money for that experience. Uh, it just made no sense to me. Uh, in my opinion, if you weren't invited by Disney or if you weren't of the stature of a CEO at a very well-known company, you weren't going to experience this, period. Like, And it, you were not the target group. Well, and it's and you're paying it, that it price. It was sad, you know? <laughs> and you don't even get to experience the parks. It's literally you're locked into that resort because right, that's what you're paying for. And yeah, yeah, you you had to have the the park experience that you had was um, some time in Batu, like a, a few hours in Batu on your second day, technically. Um, where you do like the side quest and stuff if you wanted, which then plays weirdly into the the experience because you have all these people dressed in like just regular clothes, you know, while yeah. you're quote unquote visiting the port of Batu. Um, I mean, the price tag was there because of what the experience was supposed to be, and I think based on what the original pitch and idea was versus what it actually became were two different things and you lost some of that value i think for the dollars being spent yeah. right i i i wouldn't have a problem spending the money to you know if they would have cast it and it would have been full of characters and not have i mean it felt like a maximum of 10 characters at a single time in that in that resort right playing out the storylines if i you know if you gave me like a complimentary set of garments that put me into that into that time or into the into the scene right uh like like they advertised um there's a lot of different things for entertainment wise too that 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 price becomes a little bit more palpable if you do all those things that you originally were slated to do um, and when you backed off of it, that price doesn't make as much sense. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, there were families going to this, right? There were people paying for this. And, I mean, I don't think all of them were at a stature like you mentioned, Justin. But, I mean, that's it's it was an expensive price tag. And that's a, it wasn't for... There was a specific audience, right? They were definitely targeting a specific uh, income bracket and, you know, demographic. Uh, which is also a little sad because I think that's one thing that's great about Disney resorts is 
they're so fun to experience and everybody should go ex- experience them to the fullest, right? Uh, no matter what walk of life you come from. Uh, so that was one thing that was like, it felt, I'm not gonna say pretentious, but it felt out of reach for a lot of people. Yeah. Club 33-ish, if you will. Ah, no, not that. But six grand for two nights is crazy. That's steep. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, uh, another thing that happened in September, which is going to have a more positive effect on our opinions, uh, the sought-after D23 event, Destination D23 event, was held at Walt Disney World this year in Orlando, and it was hosted at the Contemporary Resort in the Convention Center, which was really cool, in my opinion. Very, very big change for the Walt Disney World area, getting a lot of um, high-profile media and you know content creators being invited out and celebrities being there for uh, movie announcements and, and IP announcements, uh, parks improvements. Uh, so many things came from that, and you know th- this could lead into the announcements that we got for the coming years. Um, you know, mm-hmm. with Animal Kingdom getting getting a lot of revamping and some concepts coming into Magic Kingdom for a possible expansion that I hinted earlier. So a lot of things came from this event that uh, we actually covered a full episode of that back in September, and. Um, Man, it was it was a whirlwind for the amount of information they dropped. Yeah, yeah, I I love that they started doing the destination D twenty three opposite of the Anaheim event um, on the opposite years uh, here in in Walt Disney World, and I look forward. Man, now now you know I'm looking forward to try to get tickets. I try to get tickets for this event, and they sold out almost immediately. Um, and so try to get try to get on board for another event when it comes around in a couple more years uh, back to Disney World. Uh, but, man, you want to talk about star-studded cast and uh, just the opportunity to experience a lot of a lot of newness coming to the parks, including one thing that we got just uh, just about a month ago and the Hatbox Ghost at, at uh, the Haunted Mansion in Walt Disney World. So... Uh, that was always that's a that was a nice uh, nice last minute <laughs> ad, if you will, to uh, to save face. Um, but yeah, so that's just one of the one of the many things that was were announced and confirmed. Hell, we got we got a figment meet and greet from it. We got a lot of meet and greets this year. Yeah, yep. Mirabelle was added. Uh, yeah, you have uh, yep. Grogu and the Mandalorian. Oh yeah, was added going to through Galaxy's, Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you got Moana that is now in Epcot. Let's uh, well, let's talk. Let's talk about that, Justin. Let's talk about all the changes that happened at Epcot because, as you know, and Ryan definitely knows. I mean, Epcot's <laughs> been Construction Land USA for the better part of yeah. three to four years. Three four years, yeah. and uh, finally we got some we got some walls down. Started with, of course, the Journey of Water, um, inspired by, Mo- by Moana, and that's it. Turned into a Moana meet and greet opportunity. It has a nice walkthrough experience, interactive experience area uh, where you follow the journey of water, you know, through through all of its elemental phases. Different phases. Yeah. Um, I love the I love the attraction. I do, too. It's a great. I like it a lot. It's a great little spot. I think it's going to be great for the summer months and, you know, give, yeah. give give you a chance to cool down if you want to by that method. Uh, but it was really it was really cool. It was much is I'll tell you, 
it was better than I anticipated being. We, we had a lot of discussion yeah. leading up to this when they announced it, and I was very skeptical about it. But, I mean, I think it's pretty good. We'll see how it stands up for during the test of time, right? But right. for now, a few months into it, it's a pretty good pretty good little attraction, right? I will say the if technology they, behind it is really nice. Yeah, I will say if they figure out how to portion the crowd through there a little bit better, yeah. and that'll change the experience. I also think... That'll just naturally happen. Natural, yeah. With the It'll newness wearing off. Time, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I can't wait to go in that area in the you know May, June, July, August. You know, in those months where you're looking for a little bit of relief. Yep. Yeah. Get a little, get a little splash. And uh, also in Epcot, we have the newly opened World Discovery area that just occurred recently in the past mm-hmm. couple of weeks, um, with the the new Walt statue sitting on the bench. Uh, it was about time that Walt got some sort of memorial at Epcot because this was his vision right before his passing, and it was brought to life, and I think they're getting closer and closer to what his original vision of it was, and I applaud Imagineering and everybody yeah. that's in the conceptual arts behind it um, yeah. because this area looks fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I mean, it's nice to to again to give that homage back to Walt Disney and to let him, quote unquote, look out at the progress, right? Um, you could say that you know with the with the neighborhoods that they're adding now, uh, that is becoming kind of a little bit of community like like he like he wanted, uh, not full on, uh, you know, community like the model originally showed, but I think it is. I think it's a nice addition. Um, I'm waiting to, I want to see what that area becomes again, in the summer months and when it gets warmer. Uh, I, I mean, the knock against it right now is the fact that there's never been this much seating uh, in Epcot, which is great on one hand, but on the other hand, prime real estate in the park. And it is basically a college campus. <laughs> Yeah, if you really think about it from how it is, and so it's while on one hand it's nice to have that statue there and the you know the 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 light display and things like that. On the other hand, this is I mean this is a lot of space that they could be using for for other things, and maybe it'll feel more cohesive once they have the other section opened that they're still working on. It's going to become a meet and greet section. It's going to become uh, a live stage show section where they have concerts and things like that. Um, it'll be built into some of the festival events in the future. So maybe it'll feel a little more cohesive when that's open as well. But man, it's walking through there. While it's nice uh, to to experience, on the other hand, it's it's man, it's a lot of prime real estate that, in my opinion, could be could be used for some other things too. Yeah, right, right behind the park icon. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, and maybe th- they left it bare bones, so maybe things can be added in the future. I, I don't know, but yeah, yeah it, I, it feels like a bit of a missed opportunity. Yeah, I mean, it feels like they just they're gonna they're gonna go with this, man. Like it just feels like like hey, we're committed to having this this garden aspect to to the park, and I don't know if it's to you know, greenify the, 
the park or what have you, but I just don't, on one hand, I get it and I love it. And on the other hand, I don't get it because it could be so much more. Yeah. So I'm, you know, I'm torn about it. It's nice. It's nice to have. I mean, it's nice to be able to, I can't wait till like next month when we go to Festival of the Arts and I go to some of those booths right there, basically next to that entrance. And I can take my food up there to that garden area and go sit down. It'll be nice too once those trees all grow in and actually provide some some additional shade. So I'm anxious. I'm curious. But I'm also underwhelmed all at the same time. So speaking of underwhelmed, I'm going to take that and run. <laughs> and this is where we're going to insert Florida v. Disney. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Let's. You want to talk about underwhelming. This thing has been dragging on all year long. This will be officially the shortest segment of today's episode. Um, Correct. Yes. People need yeah. to get out of... Yeah. They just need to stop. That's all I've got to say. It, it's, it's getting ridiculous. That's, <laughs> That's all. all I'm going to say. Yeah. Nobody's winning, but taxpayers are losing. <laughs> Correct. It's just egos. Um, let's Let's circle back to one other... Epcot change that just came about. Uh, we got a lot of announcements for Epcot back at a D20, a Destination D23 event in September, as Ryan mentioned. Uh, and one of those changes that we got confirmation on and we got to see come to fruition uh, just a few weeks ago was the introduction of a new fireworks show at Epcot. Uh, we had had uh, Illuminations for a while. Then we went to Harmonious. And then... We saw the barges go away, the water tacos, as Ryan likes to refer to them as. Uh, that's one thing we saw go away this year, by the way, guys. No more water tacos. Yeah. Um, we saw the we saw the reintroduction of Epcot Forever. Epcot Forever. Same time as Happily Ever After. Good show. Pretty good show, right? Uh, but yeah, yep. uh, just, a, just a few weeks ago, we saw the uh, premiere of Luminous added uh, back to back to Epcot as a new fireworks display. And the show guys, uh, I'm not sure if you've experienced it yet, but it's pretty interesting how it goes through the, it basically goes through the life cycle. Like it takes you through like yeah, the birth the to death. Birth to death. And it's, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting the way that they spin it. Uh, but I thought it's, you know, I thought it's a pretty good show. It is. It just has some somber moments that maybe some people misunderstand because yeah, most Disney nighttime spectaculars are fireworks and happy music and, you know. Yeah, uplifting. The, the, yeah, yeah, and this one's more of like a real-life aspect. But then again, it's kind of that new matured Epcot vibe that, that's kind of building here lately. Yeah. And it, it does, it, it like Jordan said, it goes from birth to life itself to, you know, the downside of of death and, and mourning loss and they integrate Disney songs and films into that. And I seen where some people kind of reviewed it and said it lacked the emotional ebbs and flows that harmonious had, but in the same sense, it, it has the ebb and flow of, you know, birth and discovery of life and mm -hmm. enjoying life and then enjoying your years of wisdom until your demise. And it's very, wholesome in a way yeah yeah i mean this is something that disney is leaning into a little bit more too i think they've always done a really good way good job of 
exploring your emotions, right? And you look at some of the the animated films that they've done over the past, you know, handful of years, past 10 years, let's say, through whether it's Walt Disney Animation or Pixar. Uh, but some of the things, you know, like Inside Out, things like that, like uh, Turning Red, right? Like there's other, all these all these emotions that you have to go through. I mean, Coco is mm-hmm. another great example, you know, when you think about, you know, dealing with death. And I think they've done a really good job and kind of put a little bit of effort into helping people understand and get through different moments of their life like that. And I think that's what they're trying to do with this show as well. Um, so I'm here for it. I want to, I want to go back and experience it again and again and again, and really get a feel for it some more. Uh, but my initial thoughts on it were, it was pretty good. Um, yeah. And I love the changes. I love the, I love the change in the messaging. Uh, I loved, I loved harmonious. I couldn't stand the barges because they, they just got so big and they were just eyesores. But I loved that story. I loved all the connections of the nations singing all in the different languages. Loved that. Um, especially when you consider, you know, inclusiveness and things like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I think this is still something that, right, this is a show with a theme that all people are connected in that regard, right? So, yeah, yeah I think I think it's pretty good. It, well, people seem so culture shocked that it's, you know, kind of referencing death but loss is nothing new you can go back as far as pixar's cars or even the lion king because doc doc dies bambi cars i mean you want to get older go to bambi yeah yeah i mean uh mufasa dies bambi's yeah. father uh, it, it there's a recurring theme in in past disney films it's nothing new I think it's mm-hmm. more of just a shell shock of the newness of it, and people don't understand the emotions you're supposed to feel, mm-hmm. and that that's what they're they're tugging at the heartstrings. But they're they're using the songs to help you yeah. relate. Also, I like it. I want to transition over to the films that have released this year, and specifically going along with what you guys were just talking about. I want to talk about Elemental. And we have mentioned this in the past uh, a handful of episodes ago, but how different it is that Pixar is like taking that next step in like growing up, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. And it's a different method of storytelling, but it's genuine Pixar. And it's, I'm excited for the future of Pixar films with, you know, the development of Elemental. But not only that, we were also given a live-action Little Mermaid that is done very well, in my opinion. I enjoyed it. I like that version uh, of storytelling of that story. Uh, we have uh, the new Haunted Mansion that released as well, and I really like that film. I don't know about you guys, but uh, thoughts on some of the films that have released this year? And specifically Elemental, since it tied in. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've talked about it before, but I mean, Elemental was great. It's one of the best Pixar films that they've done in the last handful of years, for sure. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was great. Um, family, just speaking of films, Family went and saw Wish uh, last week. Uh, had nothing but great things to say about it. I didn't get to see it yet, uh, but, yeah, I've heard great things about it. The animation style was really cool um and the fact that they use all those scenes some like nostalgia uh portions yeah. in in that 
So, right. Yeah. I, I mean, we saw a lot of things, right? We saw Ahsoka premiered uh, this year on Disney Plus. Oh, yeah. Uh, we saw. Yes. Uh, we saw the Haunted Mansion, like you mentioned, Justin. Um, and we see, well, yeah, we've seen a handful of others. And the, on one side, you had some really great successes. And then on the other side, you have like the Marvels, which just yeah. flopped at the box office, right? The the worst, Absolutely worst MCU release ever. Uh, so, I mean, it's always a mixed bag, but, uh, you know, I, I'm excited for, on the animation side, especially, I'm super excited for uh, for what's to come because it feels like they're gaining that momentum back. Yeah. Right. I, I was excited for the second season of Behind the Attraction coming out oh, just yeah. recently. That was probably the the cherry on top of the you know for the year for me as far as streaming goes and the new things that came to disney plus because uh, i couldn't get enough i've watched that first season probably three times over yeah and yeah having that second season just gave me a reason to go on a full day bender of disney history and i could not get enough of it yeah it's man what a great show what a great show give me more of that it's worth the Please. price of disney plus altogether yeah well, this alone was uh, an interesting thing that was new and uh, brand new waters that nobody's ever seen before. This is when Toy Story and ESPN came together. Yeah, and did the Jaguars game? Yeah, the Jags uh, Falcons, the Falcons, in, Falcons in London. Yeah, that was a that was a pretty cool live stream. Yeah, so animated good. on the on the fly. Do we see more of this? I hope so, because it was a success in my eyes. Yeah, it was entertaining. It got the, I mean, it got the kids involved, which is exactly what they wanted to happen. Uh, it was, yeah, it was fun. I enjoyed it. I, I think it's a, a great addition to the game. You know, like you're saying, tying in for the kids, making great it a little bit more interesting, give them a thing that they would understand. You know, brought it down to their level. I think it's a win all around. Well, Justin, you mentioned new waters. Uh, we got some new cruise ships this year. Oh, yeah, we did with the wish and then the treasure being later announced um, big year for Disney Cruise Line. And yeah. the wish has already you know set sail and I have actually caved and booked a vacation for May of this upcoming year in 2024. And I believe oh, Jordan boy. has booked one as well. Um, we caved to peer pressure and <laughs> we'll be setting sail <laughs> soon. But yeah, the Disney Treasure, they're rolling out new announcements for things that are being added to that. And now I want to cave again and go on the Treasure. Yeah, the Treasure looks so inviting. I mean, they they all look inviting. Um, and yeah, it's episode 99. Let's let's let the cat out of the bag. I haven't mentioned this on the on the airwaves yet. Oh, boy. Uh, but in March, my family and I will be going on the Wish. So... I get experience nice. it uh, in 24, just like Ryan does. And uh, yeah, I, I can't wait for that experience and then take that all in and and then maybe turn around and, and do the treasure uh, here soon, too, because it looks like it's going to be just as cool. So, yep, I'm uh, I'm very excited for those experiences. And yeah, uh, it's just going to. Is first I, we've been on a lot of cruises together, right? Uh, together and at yep. you know with our families and stuff, and be, but be my first Disney cruise experience. And when you talk to people, it's 
it's incredibly different than other ex- cruises and i can't wait to experience that so yeah well just as a year in whole because we've talked about you know the the stats and accolades for the company itself but i think we could personally go through some things that we've done you know as individuals with our own oh, families yeah. or just ourselves for the year but let me let me give you guys this resume for 2023 real quick because <laughs> this is a damn doozy. So just alone for the holidays, because I sat down with my wife earlier and I had her help me go through like our, our photo albums on our phones and kind of put a timeline together of just how many times we went. But this is just the holidays that I attended this year. That would be <laughs> New Year's Day, St. Patrick's Day, April Fool's Weekend. Spring break, Memorial Day, and Father's Day. <laughs> yeah. I'm right there with and you on most of those. Lots in between. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean uh, wow. it's it was yeah. incredible. It was an incredible year. Yeah. I mean, to that point, Ryan, I mean, we started off the year at Disney. You know, both of us were there yeah. on you know on January one. And yeah, it's a great way to to kick the year off, you know? And Justin and I drove down New Year's Day to meet them because mom and Brianna are already down there too. So like, yeah, oh that's we were all there at one time, and so good. Yeah, I Uh, mean, I got my first adult free or adults only weekend. Oh yeah, I got two of those this year. Yeah, Uh, successfully did a four park day, and you know, did an anniversary trip later in the year in October where I you know experienced Disney signature dining at the Yachtsman fantastic oh so so many so many good things from this year and mm-hmm. yeah i'm recovering now <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 I, I mean a little bit of highlights you know we uh i got to use my dvc points for the first time in 2023 yes. uh yes. and got to got to stay at animal kingdom lodge for uh, we were there for three nights we did a split trip we stayed at poly for three nights uh, in the DVC rooms there. And then we did another three nights at, uh, at, at Animal Kingdom Lodge, Kidani Village. And man, yeah. just, just going to stay on the Savannah. But it feel, it just felt great, you know, just like, you know, have those points in your pocket and itching to use them and able to use them for a nice big, you know, family trip uh, that everybody got to attend. And then I love every year, every Memorial Day weekend. It was become our tradition now for the last, uh, man, I think it was the, last four or five years. I think it was the, this was the fourth year that we spent Memorial Day weekend at Disney and uh, our third year in a row doing it at the cabins at Fort Wilderness. And that's something we didn't Solid mention. Vibe. Oh, God. I, man. Fort Wilderness, amazing. And you guys, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know what we think of Fort Wilderness. But we didn't mention Disney's release recently, the mock-ups of the new cabins, the new DVC yeah. cabins that are going to be there. Uh, mm-hmm. Man, I love, I love the new layout. Yeah. Um, the, the bathroom being all the way at one end. That's the only thing for me that is like, oh, man, but I yeah. understand, I understand why they did it that way. I would have, I would have preferred, I think, had they kept the bathroom in the middle and displaced the new uh, Murphy style sofa to the, far end of the cabin kind of how it is today in today's layout but the addition of like the built-in bunk beds and i can't wait to experience these new cabins yeah 
Well, uh, while we're on the topic of Fort Wilderness, Trails End as a sit-down restaurant closing. Oh, yeah, yeah. And being reimagined. Mm. How did we miss that? Yeah. <laughs> what a sad day. What a sad day that yeah, was. April. We were, we were just talking about, I think it was when we were at Disney just a couple of weeks ago. And I think we were looking at like breakfast options. I think, yeah, we were looking at breakfast options for, I think it was for Sunday when we were, the day we were leaving. And it was like almost, I mean, we loved the departure day breakfast being at Trails End. That oh, was yeah. kind of like our go-to. Yep. The value, the food. I mean, it was just a great, it was a great way to kind of wind down your trip, no matter if it was a weekend trip or a week trip. And not, I, I sat there, I was like, Man, you know what? I wish I wish I could book Trails in breakfast right now. Just it's one just, more time, please. Just <laughs> one more time. Please give it to me. You know, you, you can kind of get the same thing at Whispering Canyon a little bit, but it's still, man, it's still not. Trails in hit different, man. It was a little more quaint, a little more intimate. Yeah. You know, it just had a different yeah. a different aura to it, a little scaled yeah. down. I I miss it. I I won't forget either. My my sister, she we introduced her to it on one of our uh, family trips. Uh, I think it was the I think it was last year in twenty two, and she fell in love like instantly. And so her and her husband, it was like the week before, like they basically the weekend before they were closing. Uh, her and her husband went down specifically just to go have breakfast at Trails Inn for one final time. <laughs> Absolutely worth it. it. So Love long, it. partner. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So. so how did we go this entire episode and not mention anything about Cosmic Rewind? Because Disney did the most September thing of all Septembers. And on September 21st, they blared September from Earth, Wind, and Fire the entire day. That was a nice touch. On the ride. It was. It was. Just chef's kiss. It was. If you know, you know. Still... Still one of the best rides in all theme parks. Probably, arguably, the yeah. best ride at Walt Disney World. Just a great ride. I would love to see some new... I'd love to see some some changes, some new songs maybe added to it. The rotation. Yeah, right. um, so, yeah. Ryan has some good I, suggestions. <laughs> yeah, we did a nice Instagram video that, that the masses really responded to and had some... I thought mm -hmm. I had great ideas for songs on my list, but the comments, man, they blew me away. Some people had some yeah. pretty good ones. Yeah. Yeah, it's a... Man, what an attraction. What a year ago, guys. What a year. I mean, 23, we saw a lot of things happen. And as as things always tended to be for, for Walt Disney World especially... Change is absolutely inevitable, and yes. oh, absolutely, we'll uh, we'll see a lot of new things happen in twenty four. Uh, we should see a new DVC tower at the Polynesian open. Yeah. Uh, we should see some some additional attractions. We should see some new some some the walls at Epcot should be gone for good. Uh, we should see a lot of a lot of new additions twenty twenty four. So, I'm very much looking forward to all that it has to bring. I can't wait to uh, to get down there in uh, just a, a few more weeks to kick off Festival of the Arts and and take the, all that in. Uh, I've got everything booked, ready to go. Excited for that. You know, it's my favorite. And, you know, I'm excited yep. to see what, what 24 brings for us. Yep. 23 was a hell of a year for us. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It just... I'm ready to cover everything real time. I'm just... I'm ready for every, every bit of new fresh blood. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So... Uh, 
I'm expecting 2024 to be uh, another year of growth and expanding the wings of uh, OTM. So uh, we'll see what that entails. Yeah. Yeah, So thank you so much to the listening audience uh, for sticking with us, for, you know, introducing new, new listeners, new friends, colleagues to the show. Thank you so much. We couldn't do this without you. Uh, We've just, we love seeing the growth that the show's had over the, over this last year. Um, Thanks again to our amazing partners. You can find more about them in their episode description from uh, World DVC and their portfolio, DVC Rental Store, DVC Resale Market, Incredible Vacation Homes, etc. Uh, from our friends at Expedition Roasters, 1901 Candle Company, and more. Can't thank them enough. Go support those businesses. Uh, there are links in the episode description. Uh, if you want to uh, support the show a little bit, there's a couple ways to do that if you'd like to. Uh, first, offthewonderrails.com. We go visit the site. We have a blog there. It has some good articles, information to help you plan your trips. Uh, we've got our shop there, uh, full of OTM merchandise and theme park uh, merchandise. Uh, we've got uh, our Patreon. If you want to sign up for a Patreon uh, membership, it gives you exclusive access to uh, things that we have, uh, including some uh, some free swag at certain levels. So uh, you can get that too. Uh, but yeah, in general, just a huge, huge thank you to all the listeners out there, all the followers on all of our socials at Off the Monorails. If you're not following us yet, uh, but man, I love we love the response and the you know just the conversations we've had this year um, on Instagram, especially just everyone reaching out to us, and we just truly appreciate the support. Uh, really, really, man, it just means so, so much. Yeah, yeah. We were we were all speaking into nothing until you guys came along. So you guys make this worth doing. That is for sure. A big thank you to everyone that's been along for this ride. And especially the ones that have been from day one. We got some loyal, loyal fans. Uh, a huge thank you to you. And the next time you hear from us, it'll be episode 100. Yeah. You'll forever be written in the books of Off the Monorail's history. <laughs> 100 episodes, boys. In our third year. a lot of ground. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We're going to kick off the kick off 2024 strong episode 100 and uh, lots, lots more to come. So we'll see you in 2024 and we'll see you for episode 100. Until then, I'm Jordan. I'm Justin. And I'm Ryan. And this is Off the Monorails. Rails.